Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rodcast. How you doing, Pastor Rod? I'm doing great. Excited to be here with you and the team. Come on. Yeah, so we're continuing our discussion around the question, how can we develop a culture where leaders are being developed within? And uh, in our previous episode, if you haven't listened to that yet, you might want to listen to that one first. We talked about the why, why this is important, what it is. Um, but today, Pastor Rod, I want to talk around the how. Uh, how can we really build um, this culture in our churches? So um, just want to throw it wide open to you. What do you think yeah. are some of the keys? I'm sure there's a lot of them, but what are some of the keys to successfully creating this culture where leaders are going to be developed? Wow, where do I start? I think we've just <laughs> got to have the belief this is God's way. God mm. uses the local church to develop people. And he's chosen us to be part of it. We, we talked a lot last time about purpose, about calling, that God designed us, God gave us temperament, gifts, and we've just got to believe that, that people walking into church or being in church are gifted, and when they discover the gifting, they're going to grow. When they discover healing, they're going to grow. There are a number of touch points or keys where people just start growing, and um one of them is just being touched by God in, in many ways. So I want to have a church. I've always said, God, I want to have a church where you're moving. <laughs> that sounds pretty basic. But uh, what I mean by that is, God, please, please, please put me in a church where you're moving, where there's growth, where there's health, where there's whatever it was. And um, most of my years um, being a pastor, uh, being, well, being a young person and then being a pastor, um, have been in great churches. So I've always seen this modeled. I think that's a big part, Lewis. And I, I know that you've mm. been in great churches where you've seen leadership develop development modeled. So in my thinking, all I can think of is that God has gifted us to train others, um, not to be a dead end. In other words, just gift for me, but right. to, to be a, a flow, a river. Um, God, you're blessing me, but there's overflow to train and release others. And I think when we do that, we are healthier, more satisfied. Our mental health is better because we're giving in and, and giving out. We're, we're taking in and giving out. There's that, that flow in and flow out, that leadership in and leadership out, you know, good attitudes in and good attitudes out, etc. So I just think we need to be in the environment where we read the word, where Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. And then we see it. We see it in the local church. Um, some people have probably seen it in other uh, avenues, such as possibly a good sports team under a good coach or um, in a university with a good teacher or school. Um, we have seen it in life. We've seen this model. But when we see it and we can be a part of it, it's like we go, whoa. And so I've always been part of churches where there's been leadership development um, that doesn't mean everybody becomes a leader. That that's very hard. That's a hard ask. But um, a lot of people can, and a lot of people do in their own way, and yep. we encourage that and we grow that, which was what we're talking about today. But I think that the environment, the the, the local church culture, is so key in this that mm. the leaders don't think. Oh, thank you. I'm trained. That's just for me, and it stops there. Um, no, no, it's 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 you know, pay it forward, pass it on. All those sort of analogies, you know, to what you've given, uh, what you've been given, give. So you would agree with that? That's a real key thing to to your 
passion as well, seeing it modeled? Yeah, I think I said, yeah, very blessed to be a great church in New Zealand where I saw that. And as a young teenager, I was given opportunities to, to lead and, you know, starting with small things and small ways. But um, I think it's so important. And I think, um, like I said, when people hold on to their leadership and don't train and don't give it anymore, there's no room for the next generation. Um, yeah. I think if a young, hungry person shows up at a church and but all the leaders are 20 years older than them and established and everything's set, there's no room, there's no opportunity to, to grow and to develop. And I think that's something um, that I've always always loved that, you know, in Lifehouse with your leadership, Pastor Viv and the whole team is it's always about let, who's next, who's the next leader. Ooh. And uh, you're not afraid to give young people uh a, a, a shot uh good risks we call them <laughs> yeah um good and risks. you're always saying to us always you know who's your next leader you're not letting mm. us get mm. um we're talking about this recently with uh, i think i was talking with uh pastor monty and saying mm. we're not we're not the we're not that young anymore <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know it's comparative right who are you comparing sure. it to but um i'll be 33 this year monty's turning 30 this year and uh we're not the young 18, 19 year olds anymore. Mm. And so we have, we can't get even at our age, you know, become set and established. And, you know, we think we mm. are the young leaders. We've got to look where the 18, 19 year olds, 20 year olds um, who needed opportunity to, to, to serve God in a, in a greater way. So keep fresh, eh? Got to keep fresh and visionary. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm, I'm 62, but I want to keep fresh and visionary too. I want to, yeah, I want to train. I want to train sixty-year-olds, fifty-year-olds, forty-year-olds, thirty-year-olds, twenty—the whole lot, the generations, yeah, um, yep. kids. So it doesn't matter how old you are. Or this stay fresh, mm. stay, 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 stay excited. Yeah, you know. I was always told once, and I think it relates to leadership development. You know, um, don't lose the wow factor. Mm. Don't lo- don't ever lose the factor of wow. We're another new leader. Um, yeah, wow. Can you see that person grow? And I think that if you get older and I'm older, but I don't want to be old in my mm. thinking. Old in your thinking is when it's like, you know, you know, people taking my place and mm. I've got to guard my place and who do they think they are? That's sort of getting old. But refreshing mm. is, Lord, thank you. You're developing so many people around and I want to keep growing too. Let's all, mm. the whole group grow together and keep so that how fresh. Have you, how have you had that heart o- over all these mm-hmm. years? Um, because I think that's something that, I think we all have that temptation to get in that mode yeah. of protect what I have, protect my position, yeah. protect, you know, but how are you, how are you not worried about that? How do you stay fresh in that? Um, I think just asking God to fill you with the Holy Spirit, with the river of God. I've just been really meditating again in the scriptures about the river of God. It's just a river through my soul and through my heart and healing and blessing and fruitfulness and even at my age, I'm saying, God, I've got some good years left. I want, I want to flow. But secondly, and probably even, even as important, is just reading God's word, journaling, mm. and saying, God, speak to me again. God, speak to me again. And, and having an expectation that the living God wants to talk to me, wants to encourage me, wants to lift me. And part of God speaking to me is God saying, don't be selfish. Don't, mm. don't get tied up just in your own life. There are others on the earth to help and you know we all go through selfish moments i guess but then coming back to read and yes lord and <laughs> yes lord mm. i remember just that freshness in the in in bible scripture reading yeah um 
It, it actually says there in um, uh, in one of the Timothys, Timothy one Timothy or two Timothy. It mm. says, you know, don't 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 stop the public reading of Scripture. And I just mm. think when we read Scripture, it has a supernatural edge that we cannot understand. We can't uh, we we can't understand it, but it's real. There's an anointing on God's word, and when we read it and we speak it and we speak it over our lives, it just has a renewal effect. Mm. So I haven't stopped reading the word. You know, right? Um, I just have. When I say I have, I've stopped. There's probably days I didn't, but um, as a habit, I've never stopped reading God's word. And if anyone has stopped reading God's word, I would just say start today. Don't yeah. you know? Get down on yourself and say, "Oh wow, I'm so bad." No, no, just start again today. Just pick up the Bible, open it up in Mark chapter one or Ephesians chapter one, and just start reading, and say, "God speak to me." And just I think the refreshing will come back in, and then. Wow, I'm born to do something. I'm born to touch someone. I'm born to you know, touch someone in the, in, for the, for the gospel. And um, uh, yeah, and and we get refreshed. So how do I do it? I don't give up those habits. Mm. So I'm not saying to people, you know, you do it. I'm saying I still do it. I want you, I want you to consider doing it yeah. and enjoy it. And so you know, it's it's real. It's it's a real. It's real. It's just real. What else can I say? This is a real thing in my life. It's a flow. It's an enjoyment. I love worship. Mm. I love being with good people. I love talking about Jesus, the things that that replenish. Um, you know, Psalm one talks about you know the the the, the way of the the good person is 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 like uh, a tree growing beside a river. It's it's just mm. beautiful and leaves and growing. And I think I. I want to do that, mm. even in my older age. I want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to think that. Oh, that's for young people. I want to think that no, that's for disciples of Jesus. Mm. And um, and I've met some amazing people in their eighties and nineties who just love the Lord and just keep going and speaking. And I think you know, I'm only eighty-two. I'm oh, sorry, I'm right. I'm only sixty-two. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> where did that come yeah. from? <laughs> so much vision for the future. So We're already there. <laughs> um, I'm only 62. I've got some really good years left. And and I just say to everyone listening, don't get old. Mm. And, you know, I've met people in their 20s who have got old. Yeah. And I've met people in their 60s, 70s, 80s who are young. Uh, and I mean in the spirit and the heart. Like keep keep fresh. As a 20-year-old, don't get sucked into just the, 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 the um, a life without God. Mm. Um just just that come back come back to purpose bible yeah. reading supernatural bible reading and all of a sudden it's going to spring up so how have i kept i've just kept walking day after day as a believer loving god loving his word and probably another really important one is forgiveness mm. i think a lot of people when they get stumbled get sad and stop doing what they did before in you know, a bible reading because they got sad and they got disappointed and right and if we're just stumbled we need to say you know it says in hebrew throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily easily entangles throw it off mm. throw it off say god i'm i'm sick of being stumbled i'm sick of being offended i'm going to throw it off and people then find vision starts coming back it's pretty amazing right that, that with simple prayers of forgiveness and release and um we're getting a bit off the subject but forgiveness doesn't mean feel like it forgiveness means release let it go yeah. So, so it's there, and you think, well, I, 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 I deserve to hold on to that, and and God says, yeah, but it's going to hurt you, right? So, mm. get rid of it, Jesus, help me, and all of a sudden, vision and passion will come in. 
And I really want to encourage any older person listening, live your life for Jesus. Um, in your older age, it will look different. You'll have more options or whatever, but live your life for Jesus. And someone like you, 30, 33, come on, mate. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it's a long journey out there. Yeah. Don't give up. And I think, I think you're going to have some of the greatest disciples you've ever seen now, mm. Lewis. Speaking into your life, some of the great ones you've, you've seen rise, but, um, and they're all great, but some of your greatest disciples are now and future. And I would say that to any young person, don't, don't think I've done my job and it's over yeah. and just say, God, there's, there's got to be more. And, and I think yeah. it's an exciting way to live, hey? Love it. Yeah, so good. Um, I remember I heard a quote a long time ago. So I think it was from a business guy, but um, he's something along the lines of if you if you can work yourself out of a job by training and replacing yourself, you'll never not have a job. Um, mm. The fact that if you if you're able to develop and train people, it yeah. means that whatever you're part of is growing and developing, and there will always be a, a place yeah. for you to keep serving and keep loving yeah. and keep leading and. Um, is that what yeah. you see as well in this concept? Absolutely. I, I think um, there's an old uh, fable or myth called the, the goose that lays the golden eggs. And it says, don't, mm. don't kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. You know, you, obviously this goose, it's just a story, of course, a kid's story. This yeah. goose was laying an egg every day, but just one, just one egg every day. And so the greedy family thought if we open the, kill the goose and open it up, we'll get all the, all the, all the gold at once. Right. And they killed the goose and there's no more golden eggs. And uh, there was no, there was no bunch of it gold. Silly story, but actually, is really important that we take care of the goose that lays the golden eggs. In other words, mm. um, leadership development is a continual. It's an excitement. We're we're, we're we're pouring into our soul. So the person that is doing something with their gift and not producing is not like that. Mm. It's just wow, that person has an incredible gift, but there's no one developing around them. I'd rather be that goose that lays one egg every day. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, does that make sense? Does that picture make sense? I'd rather be the goose. Yeah. It's going to take time. Maybe one a year. Maybe yeah. Maybe one every two years. But I'd rather be that goose. Yeah. I'd rather be. I'd rather be developing, and then seeing those people flourish and grow. Mm. That's called multiplication. Yeah. And so when I'm doing it myself for myself, it's called addition or maybe even stagnation, if it's just me. Um, but I think God's called us to multiply. That is, whatever's in me can keep growing. There's an anointing on us as believers to produce or, or develop leaders. Mm. Um, there's an anointing. And so I think you almost have to block the anointing, you know, like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. And Because mm. um, I think it's so natural. I think it's so organic for us to say, Lord, I... Can I train someone in in, in in connect group or in in the dream team at church or in the work or in the sports club or the I think there is something naturally organic from God in that. So if someone's just got a gift for themselves, I would challenge them and say, that's good. But what if you could multiply it? What if you mm. could give? What if you could develop some culture around you? What if you could help some kids down the road? What if you could help some, I mean, like in maths or basketball or something like that. What if you could, what if you could give, what if, and especially to our own children, spending time with them and loving them and developing them and saying, you can mm. do it. And, and so the next generation is really growing. In fact, uh, one of my favorite stories from history is a, 
a lady called Susanna Wesley. Um, that's Charles and John Wesley's mother. John mm. Wesley brought the Reformation in England and probably saved England from civil war and by bringing the gospel into house churches. Mm. Uh, there was only the sort of the larger Anglican church and Catholic church, and he, he was an Anglican. Uh, he wasn't trying to split the Anglican church. He just wanted to start house churches. Right. And he did it everywhere, including in the working class and the mine, the mine class, and the, and just brought this this revelation this this revelation to England about, um, you know, the gospel. But his mother, Susanna Wesley, um, she raised um, twelve kids. She actually had eighteen kids, but six died in wow. early age. Twelve grew up to be world changers, and they always say at. At 1 p.m. in the day, you don't go near mum because at 1 p.m. every day after lunch, she would go to her room, close the door, and she'd pray for all of her 12 children or probably, you know, however many she had at that time. And she'd pray over each one by name, saying, God, let my children be world changers. Let my children grow. And two of them grew up to be world changers in England. Mm. And I love that story because it's like anybody can do that. It's just the yeah. heart to pray for the next generation. So it doesn't mean a, being an apostle somewhere in the world. It means wherever I am in my space, God, not just gifting for me, how can I use my gifting and prayer and encouraging? I'm getting pretty excited right now because yeah. this is called multiplication. Mm. And this is what the church is supposed to do around the world, you know, wherever we see people growing, um, multiply like right now our church in bali is multiplying <laughs> because so many young people have found jesus and found friendship and they're bringing their friends and one young man when we were there three weeks ago drove his motorbike for three hours to and, and not not very good roads to get to to church building he'd been watching us online he lined it up he came and he got baptized in water and then two weeks later, he came on three weeks, three three hours on his motorbike, and he brought a friend. And I just think that that is that is the gospel. People getting excited, people training, you know. And some people say, "Oh, when I when I know enough, I'll make disciples." And and Jesus says, "No, you have an anointing." Oh, this is what it says in one Peter: "You have an anointing from from God, mm. from the Holy One, and and you know this, and you can make disciples in day one." Yeah, first person I ever led to the Lord was um, um, a, a number of weeks. It might have been three weeks, four weeks after I got saved. One of my fireman friends, and I didn't know a lot, but I knew that Jesus had changed my life, and I knew He was powerful. And mm. this friend was into the occult and evil spirits, and I had the strength to say to him, "Jesus is more powerful than that, than that stuff." Steve, his name is Steve Dixon, Steve. Steve, Jesus is more powerful than that. And he would go, no, no, Rod, no, no, no. But then in a difficult circumstance, he called out Jesus and Jesus helped him and he got born again, whole life change. I was a young baby believer mm. just with an excitement of saying, well, what I know, <laughs> Jesus is good. <laughs> Jesus is powerful. So wherever you're at, you've got something to share with someone else and see reproduction right now. Yeah. So good. Um, just changing tracks a little bit. Um, so having, you know, 
some great stuff about having the right heart and 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 looking and and staying staying fresh with God ourselves and um but how important is having good structure around this um having all the the right heart the desire great culture but how important is is a good structure um to seeing um young and new leaders developed yeah after having your own relationship with God and reading the Bible for yourself I think the next thing is is having a structure in in a group um, there's just something powerful about being in a group, a small group. You know, um, Jesus loved his 12 disciples and he even had three disciples that he spent a lot of time with, um, Peter, James, and John. So the model of Jesus is small groups, is, is, is a small group where we're actually interacting and, um, and that group is growing together. And that structure is very important in the local church. Mm. Um, I think in this age where we're, where, um, you know, you can be in a mega church or you can be online. I still think it's important to be in a small group, whether it be online or in person. There's just something powerful about that. Yeah, I've said it three or four times now. So that's being in community mm. called the church. And that community needs to be organized, have good leadership, have unity, have good doctrine. In other words, good Bible beliefs about Jesus' death and resurrection and um, these are basics, but some people sort of back away from that. And I just really encourage everyone, you, you need a community to mm. grow. You can grow on your own. You, you, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Word. But the community of God is God's plan right through the New Testament, um, the church, the church mm. community, the small group. But that group also needs a structure, and that structure is the things that we do. Mm. Um, and every group in a church, there's things that we do and there's things that we don't necessarily do a lot of, and that's called culture or priority or um, that's the way we do it here, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. And uh, so in Lifehouse, we do have some structure, and the structure is, you know, in, in your Bible reading in the small group, why don't you share something that God said to you? Mm. And we call that journal share, and I just think that's a that's – of anything I've ever seen in my whole Christian life, it's the number one, of, you know, apart from the Holy Spirit, you know, people yeah, yeah. saved. And, <laughs> uh, but the human side, the thing mm. I've seen growth more mm. than anything else is this concept of reading the Word and sharing what God said to you from the Word. And it's basic, it, but it's thrilling because you're watching people share passionately or maybe not, but they're sharing from their heart um, that God is real, that mm. God speaks, that God helps, that God changes. Mm. You imagine a group, and that is the structure that I think is so, so important. And then with that Bible study together with questions mm. where we're able to ask and question as a group, growing together. So that, that's structure. That's mm. structure. And that shouldn't be legalistic like, well, if you don't do it, you're bad. But that's not what we're saying but if this is such a key why don't we do it like so some people will say to me why do i have to journal and i say well you don't have to but the god of the universe wants to speak to you why wouldn't you want to listen he's going to help you in your job your marriage your uh studies your health so i've got such a belief in this that i want this structure um again someone doesn't do it that's okay but uh encourage them why wouldn't you want to? God wants to speak. And when they start doing that, they start saying, wow, I, 
It's supernatural. Something's happening. I'm changing. I'm, I'm seeing healing. I'm seeing growth. So that's our key structure in Lifehouse. And strangely enough, it's what I'm asked about most in the world as I go around, um, as I do Zooms. Almost every time the Zoom, let's say it's an hour Zoom or 30-minute Zoom, almost every time the last section gets around this area about journal share, uh, whatever you want to call it. It's really interesting how there is actually a, 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 a rediscovery and a re-excitement of Bible reading. I read it and I share. And I'm sure, you know, we talked about um, uh, John Wesley back in England 200 years ago. Um, they, had, they had Bible reading in, in the small groups. They did Bible reading. It's what they did. They just read scripture um, and they talked and they asked questions. And England was changed. Mm. And I just think that's what, that's what happens in house churches in, in China and, and Myanmar and Pakistan and some of the more closed countries. And then... Here, here in, in Japan and Australia and people reading the Bible, excited about the Bible, love. That is a structure that people don't really understand when they first see our church, but it really is so important. Apart from that, we also have a thing called the Grow Course. Mm. And um, that's just four weeks, about four connects. Connects with God, connect with people, connect with church, connect with purpose. Four words about connecting. And, and it's all about fitting into the local church, finding your gifts, serving with joy. Um, that is a structure as well. And that's actually a very important structure for the, the, the new believers, but also for the uh, people coming in already believers. Uh, mm. Last session, we talked about them, gifts from God, you know, believers yeah. coming in and but they might have a little bit of a different culture and we need to just talk about, you know, music and preaching and, just different styles of things that um, different churches have different styles, which um, it's not good or bad. It's just different. So we want to talk about our style and our style is set because we want to see Japanese um, coming to Jesus and, and growing and finding their purpose. Please come and help us. So we need to explain that why we do so much on the gospel and, um, and some some people say, well, you know, that's too simple. We'll say, okay, there are other churches that more like you will help you and with a good heart. Just say, yeah, it's good. But our structure is we want to create an environment where Japanese seekers can come in and discover Jesus. Awesome. And I think something around structure that we've talked about a lot is that it makes it so much easier to reproduce. Um you can have a very talented leader when there's no structure. If you have really high level leaders or leaders with lots of experience or just high natural gifts and teaching and training, they're going to do really well. But it's very hard for the people they train to then go on if they don't have that same gifting mix. And I just think that's so key is that structure is not to limit, is not yeah. to box people in, it's to set mm. people up to win and to reproduce. And we say, you know, in the structure, use your gifts and use your, yeah. um, your, your, um, you know, mm. things that you're good at, but sure. use the structure so it can be reproduced. And I think that's so important. That's great, Lewis. I'm glad you brought that up. Really important. And, and within that structure and reproduction and, and observable change, Probably another thing important is communication. Like we use um, Zoom a lot. We use um, WhatsApp or we our line here. 
constant communication, not to check up, but prayer and praise reports, but just keeping in touch, sharing Bible verses. And it, it even during the, the two, two and a bit years of COVID here where we couldn't meet physically, um, our church was alive. Mm. Our church was reproducing. We were because we were able to communicate in, in a way maybe we hadn't done before. And um, I, I know it's a new one, but I, I think it's right around the world now. We can train people in, uh, we're training people in Pakistan and, and uh, India and, and Myanmar from Japan. How, how crazy is that? So yeah. this communication with a model and reproduction is helping other churches too and, and individuals. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so just in this whole thing of, you know, training leaders and how important is it to give those young, specifically like young leaders, young inexperienced leaders. I know we talked about that, you know, good risks, but, um, how important is that to keep empowering and releasing the young generation specifically? It's really a case by case and it's a bit of a Holy spirit situation where I don't know who's going to rise next. So mm. I say to our team, you need to be um, loving people and, and, and but observing people with a heart of faith. Um, I always look at people with a heart of faith. Um, sometimes I've taken lists of people that I just really believe in and praying for. Um, I say to people in that church, if, if you're ever in my phone in a list, it's always the phone of, of it's always the list of incredible potential. Yeah, my list is never about trouble or whatever I'm, I'm always seeing i'm always writing i'm always praying over potentials so i think we have to have that eye to see potential and make sure people are in those small groups and are happy and are growing and are doing the grow course so our natural cultural grow but some people i call it some people just get it's like they're in an elevator they just it's just like God pressed, you know, they're on level one and all of a sudden they're on level four, whatever that is. It's just like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened? And um, one of those is our good friend Richard Welch, who is our pastor in Hong Kong, doing amazing. But when Richard first came to Tokyo as a young adult, um, he had some concerns just about church in general, loved the Lord, but just wasn't fully engaged. And um we loved him. He's a great guy. No, no problem. But um, one day I walked past him and I could see it. There was just, le- you know, elevator went from whatever it was. Let's say, let's say three to six. Like it just, boom. He just, I could see it. I could feel it. It was attitude. It was, and I said to someone else, might have been, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Anyway, I said, what happened to Richard? And they said, I know. I know. He's just, he's just, got on to the local church and what it's all about. So I, I turned around and said, Richard, you're looking great. What's happened? And he said, I know, I know, Pastor Rod. It's just I'm, I'm refreshed. I just got a vision for the local church. But you could see it. You could feel it. Um, and I think as leaders, when we see that, we need to acknowledge it and say, good job. What's happening? Amazing. So I'm I, I encouraging you and all our pastors and all our leaders to, to have that eye for growth. Conversely, sometimes people also go backwards and it doesn't mean they're bad, but they might have had a hard time. So it also enables us to say, are you okay? Can I help? Can I pray with you? But that observation, prayer, connection is really important for, 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 for growth and seeing what God is doing in people's lives. Come on. 
amazing. Um, well, I think we're coming to the end of our time for this session, but just any any last thoughts from you, Pastor Rod? Oh, wow. I mean, just, just to know that we are Lifehouse. We're not telling other churches what they should do. Or, or But I just want to encourage you with Bible reading. I, th- I really think just get back to a basic plan. Read the Bible and say, God, what would you say to me? Um, it's just it's just what we've found to be a key. I just encourage you with that and Bible reading, being in a great church where you're you're putting your heart in, and no church is perfect, but just putting your heart in and say, Lord, help us to serve the Lord with gladness. I want to encourage you. You will grow. Your children will grow. It's a great place. Um, that's it. Yeah, be where God is moving. Amen. Very, very good. All right, could you just wrap up with some prayer? It'd be great. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've called us and saved us and you're healing us and blessing us. And I pray for everyone here, there'd be a passion for your word, for your supernatural word that you, the God of the universe, want to speak to us and you want to encourage and lift and lead and guide and help. And I pray, Lord, we'd be reading and say, God, speak to me. And in the church, God, speak to through the message, through the preaching and the teaching. And I want to serve you with joy. And I pray for that. If anyone's a bit tired or even a bit offended, Lord, we help us. Help us to put that aside and come back to refreshing and growth and blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you all soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this, and we'll see you next time.